Hello, this is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Aging Like a Guru. Who, me? You know, a long time ago, when I was a little kid, I always wanted to be like somebody else. In a sense, the truth of who I was inside me was sort of an empty shell. I didn't have a sense of anything about who, my, who I was. And so all I could do is consider how to emulate other people. So for instance, my sister, who Helene was six years older than me, she was the first daughter. And so she got all kinds of pretty clothes and she got to go to the proms, obviously, because she was old enough to do that. But I wanted to be like her so that I could have that delightful life that she seemed to have. My brother, Michael, who was four years older than me, he uh, was athletic, he was charming, he was funny, people liked him. I wanted to be like him. My mom had security and stability. She was beautiful and she had a husband that was a doctor and they lived in a beautiful place and she had the security and stability that I thought, well, that's important, so I'm going to try to be like her. So in my teenage years, I worked really hard to develop the way that they were being, but for myself, it didn't work, and I ended up really depressed, and I almost was suicidal for a while, really scared, and just didn't know anything about myself or about the world. Um, as I progressed and went to college and kind of got to a sense of myself a little bit, but then I took a detour, got married really early, and that didn't work either. That was a path that I thought you'd, you'd take to get, you know, to get a good life as you get married and you have children, and that didn't work, and um, I was as unhappy, and I was very lonely in um, in that marriage. And so I made some choices, and they were uh, choices that other people certainly wouldn't be making and wouldn't have made. I, um, I gave the custody of my children to my husband so that they would have the stability and the security that I myself wanted but couldn't find in that way. So I went off and explored myself and um, learned about myself. I grew myself up in many, many ways and continue to do that to this day. So today I read something that was really interesting about paths and how we try to find our path or we try to walk other people's path. Um, as I mentioned yesterday, the other day, the last time we um, I had a podcast, I mentioned David Bennett and Cindy Griffith Bennett's book, called Journey to Purpose. And um, David talks about his near-death experiences and, and the awakening that occurs over basically decades over his life because of those experiences. One of the things that David talks about, and he quotes Joseph Campbell, who I really love, um, Joseph says, where there is a way or a path, it's someone else's way. He goes on to say, I have a theory that if you are on your own path, things are going to come to you. Since it's your own path and no one has ever been on it before, there is no precedence. So everything that happens is a surprise and is timely. I'm going to read that again just because it's so important, I think. Where there is a way or a path, it's someone else's way. And he goes on to say, I have a theory that if you are on your own path, things are going to come to you. And since it's your own path and no one has ever been on it before, there is no precedence for it. So everything that happens is so timely and, and surprise. I kind of goofed that up, but you get what I'm saying. 
that everything happens is a surprise and is timely. End of quote. So, wow. And I've heard things like this before from Joseph Campbell and and from many spiritual teachers and people who are into um, self-awareness and self-actualizing. That self-actualizing is walking your own path and making your own choices. Scott Peck wrote a book called The Road Less Traveled, which again says the same, sort of speaks to the same theme of who are you and how do you choose which path you want to walk? If we look at the the context of aging in terms of our consensus reality, we see a path that is well-worn and littered with beliefs and judgments focused on the inevitability of dependency and <laughs> encroaching decrepitude. That that perspective is the, the consensus reality is says that we're going to get sick and we're going to die and that we're going to live with pain and we're going to live with fatigue. We're going to live with crankiness. We're going to live with a lot of um, thi- uh, little ways of being in the world because we're aging. Um, that's a perspective. That's uh, that's an, uh, an attitude, if you will. That's a well-worn path of belief. And that includes the dependency on on the medical field. It, it, it includes a dependency on insurance and pharmaceutical support. In a sense, you know, till death do we do us part. As soon as you get old enough, then you're going to start seeing um, doctors frequently and up your meds and have to deal with insurance and Medicare and all of those kinds of things. That's one perspective. It's not the only perspective, but it's the one that's the well-worn path, and that's the one we tend to fall into. Uh, A longtime Islander, uh, Emily, who lived close to 100 years old, she shared with her friend Barbara uh, before she died, she said, don't ever take the path of pharmaceuticals. She says, it'll kill you. Uh, They want you in their uh, grasps, and they will take you down. And her, she was um, she was a, a a botanist, and she was into organic gardening. Her gardens were beautiful. She ate well, and she lived to be, like I said, almost a hundred. And her life was full and happy and joyful. And that's the way I want to live. You know, I want what she's got, and uh, and to live my own path, to walk my own path, is is a ch- is challenging, in a sense. I don't want to participate and become just because I'm in consensus reality. I don't want to think think the thoughts that everyone else thinks just because it's normal. I want to know the truth for me. I want to live in the alignment of my own truth and my own highest good. And that takes a lot of um, choice making. It takes a lot of consciousness to be truthful in that and, and deciding to walk a path that is yours and mine. The last um, few weeks, actually, since I started these podcasts, I've been finding myself struggling with um, just an, an, not an unhappiness, but a, a sense of being that is feels a little bit sad and feels like there's some grumpiness in there. And uh, beginning these podcasts, I just assumed that, oh my God, this is going to be so fun and exciting and easy for me. And it is. And at the same time, there's something else that's showing up. And reading the words of 
of Joseph Campbell about where there is a path or a way, it's someone else's, I realize that once again, I'm having to step onto my path, walk my talk, talk my talk, um, engage in the world through these podcasts and my writing in such a way that is my voice and my way, even though there's podcasts out there on aging and even though there's podcasts on what I'm talking about, spirituality and being human, this is my path. This is my way, my voice, my my way of being in the world. And there's something lonely about that initially. And then there's something sad about that because I do want to be part of consensus reality. I want to be part and belong to everything. My arms are like going up and around. Um, I want to be part of of the community of of humans. And at the same time, my way of seeing the world is different. And, um, and I'm not alone in that. But the way that I, I think it the way that I'm listening, the way that I'm working it out for myself is my own, my own way. And I've, I've been doing this for a long time. But this is just another moment where I have to choose to, to be on this path that's mine. I, I, my coaching style is unique. My uh, writing is, is unique in my style. And so this is another, another place where I'm, I'm being asked, I'm being guided to do this in this way. So the point of all of this is this, this point where we get to see how we're choosing what we choose, how we're thinking, how we're choosing to think about the world, how we're choosing to be who we are, not from that identity I spoke about in the last session, the identity of hope, but how do we view ourselves and the path that we're on for ourselves? You know, quite often people say, well, I want to stay on this path of what consensus reality is because that's the safer path. But it's going to lead you in the same place (laughs) in a sense, uh, that your own path will take you, that inevitably there's death, inevitably there's the unknown of how are you going to be in your own process of, of ending this and completing this life. And that's a choice. So for me, listening to my inner guru sometimes can be challenging because I'm, I don't, I want to take the path well-worn, but at, in the end, I know that in terms of my highest truth, my highest good, and the highest good of everyone, taking my path will bring surprises and will bring out something in me, an expression of me, a potentiality of me that's never happened before in the world. And that's kind of exciting to see what that is. So I want to leave that with you today. Uh, be curious about who you are in this being of you and how you make choices, how you make choices, not what choices you make, but how do you make those choices? And um, I look forward to talking to you again. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.